Hello and welcome back to the Lucky Stars podcast. I'm Jesse, founder of First Rodeo Creative, and more importantly, in this moment, the host of this podcast. I am coming to you live from New York City, NYC, the Big Apple, the Apple of my eye, the center of my vision board, my literal favorite city in the world. I came here for like half work and half play. I did some fun first rodeo related things Thursday and Friday, and then my sister took the train up, and we had a little sister weekend. It was delightful. So I've been to New York like a bajillion times at this point, but my sister had only been to New York once before and she was a literal child. Now she's almost 21. So we had a whole touristy to-do list this weekend. It was so fun. We went to the friend's apartment, the pleasing pop-up, the American Girl doll store. We both cried (laughs) because I don't know if you guys remember when we were growing up, they had the Just Like Me doll and they changed the name of the Just Like Me doll to be the truly me doll and they added so many different skin tones and hair types and haircuts it is just it's so beautiful i don't i can't even get into it but i literally cried at the american girl doll store like how lucky are we to be girls how lucky are we but anyways we can talk about that later (laughs) um we went to bonbon um and got swedish candy it was so much fun i literally i'm kind of contemplating going back because there's one in the Lower East Side, like by my hotel. I'm contemplating going back before I go to the airport later, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we got Swedish candy and we ate it on the steps of the Met because we went on the one in the Upper East Side. It was so fun. Oh my God. Like we had, we just had such a good weekend. So I'm, I'm high on life right now. I took her to the train station this morning and now I'm just enjoying the privilege that is late checkout <laughs> while I record this podcast. Gotta be honest with you guys. I did not have a plan for what I was going to talk about until moments ago. Because the thing about weekly podcasts is that (laughs) they are, in fact, weekly and require work to be done weekly. And weeks happen every week. And I didn't really think about that when I launched this podcast the week before two back-to-back trips um, and how little free time I would have in between. But alas, I am here recording, ensuring this gets up on time. They hate to see a girl boss winning, okay? Um, Before we get into like the bulk of the pod, I would love to do like a little pop culture corner for the pop culture girlies, of which I am one. So first things first, most importantly to me as a Harry Styles fan, a directioner, et cetera, et cetera, I'm sure many of you saw, quite a few people actually sent me, so thank you. Um, Harry's hair is back. Yay. Claps in the chat. Claps in the chat. He's not bald anymore. Um, and I think like November, November, December, he posted a photo wearing the brown pleasing sweater with the swans on it. And he was bald. (laughs) And for that reason, and that reason alone, I can never purchase the brown pleasing sweater with the swans on it because I will forever associate it with the fact that that is how Harry announced that he was bald to the world. And that was devastating to me, one, for multiple reasons, because he's so handsome and gorgeous and beautiful and cute with hair. Why would he do that? And also, if you guys were around in long hair Harry era, like 2016, 2017, he cut his hair ending the long hair Harry era on my birthday. (laughs) Like, posted a picture of the infamous tweet. If you were there, you get it, you know. He posted a picture of himself holding, just his hand holding the hair that he had just cut off his head. And it was like the worst way to wake up on my birthday. So I just like, you know, really deeply rooted emotions surrounding Harry getting his hair cut. 
<laughs> if you're not like a fan or a fangirl of anything, I probably sound deranged. But also if you're not a fangirl, you're probably not listening. So whatever. I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in good company here. Anyways, Harry's hair is back. There were a lot of rumors circulating that when he cut his hair, that he was going to be getting a hair transplant. And I believe that to be true only because his hairline is like three inches further forward on his forehead now than it was when, you know, back in the day when he still had hair. Um, And also there were no photos of him between going bald and suddenly not being bald. So I have to imagine there's a recovery process when you get a hair transplant. But no, he looks so good. The pictures were at um, a Manchester United game. Love to see a British man enjoying British man things. And yeah, just like huge news for the girls. Harry Styles has hair back and we have proof of life. It's been a long, cold winter. Um, but you know, the groundhog said spring would be here and indeed it is because we have proof of life of Harry. So life is good. Another thing that I wanted to talk about as it pertains to pop culture is my sister and I did see Mean Girls, the musical of the movie last night. And you're probably thinking, wait, if your sister came to visit you while you were in New York City, why didn't you just go see Mean Girls, the musical? One, um, we weren't aware that the new Mean Girls movie was a musical. Because we don't like musicals. So that's why we didn't get Broadway tickets to go see a musical because we don't like musicals. But we like didn't have any plans last night. We didn't have any dinner plans. So we were like, oh my gosh, we should go see a movie, whatever. So we got our cozy sweats. We went to the movie theater. It was delightful. We got our large buttered popcorn. I got a Diet Coke. She got a Sprite. We got our candy from Bon Bon. It was great. Anyways, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see Mean Girls because I am like the target demographic for Mean Girls original. Like I can quote that movie front to back, eyes closed, sideways. Like I don't even care. I know every single word to that movie and we'll get to this, but there were a few things that they took out. I know for like political correctness, but some things should have stayed just because they were that fucking funny. For example, damn Africa, what happened? The fact that they cut that out of the movie, like just call her Africa. That shit is so funny. But anyways, we go to this movie and it opens with a song. You know, Janice and Damien are like singing their little song, obsessed, by the way, with the people who played both of those characters. Janice and Damien are such like icons in the canon of like girl movies. Like they are just icons. And I thought that they picked two amazing people to play them, but they opened with a song and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too gay to function. Obviously, he's going to sing. Well, I didn't know that, like, the whole thing was going to be singing. (laughs) And people are probably listening to this right now, like, oh, my God, are you stupid? Yeah. So what if I am? Okay. But all that to say, I thought the songs were cute. I'm obsessed with the fact that Moana, the girl who played Moana, also played Janice. Like, love that. I would literally die for Renee Rapp. Like, I would die for her. She thinks she's so beautiful. She's so talented. She's so funny. Like, so loved that. Loved everything about the movie. I just, you know, I was a little shocked by the amount of singing. I'm just not a theater kid. It wasn't really my thing. Um, Love to those who were. But yeah, saw Mean Girls, thought it was great. Um, Just wanted to let you guys know that I didn't know there was singing. And I thought you guys would get a good giggle about the fact that I went to a musical not knowing it was a musical. Anyways, that being said... Why don't we get into today's topic? You know, I really, if you guys know anybody who does like podcast music, please let me know um, because I will be annoying and continue to sing my transitions <laughs> from section to section until I can find somebody to make music because I just be singing anyways. You know, I'm very much, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec is very much my muse in terms of like singing <laughs> sentences. 
Um, but if you know somebody who makes podcast uh, intro music and transition music, please hit my line. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. So today we're going to be topic- talking about my favorite topic, quitting. Yay. I literally wrote it in all caps. Quitting, period. Obsessed with that. Obsessed with past me two hours ago, me for writing that. Anyways, one thing about me, I love quitting. My former employers, if they're listening to this, which, hey, <laughs> but they're probably listening to this like, girl, we know. We know. Um, but before I get into any of this, I am going to be talking a lot about quitting your jobs just because that's like what I have experience with. I'd be doing that. Um, but I want to acknowledge that quitting a job is a privilege. And I completely understand like how immensely privileged I am to have a safety net that allowed me to quit jobs and end up where I am now comfortably without having to worry about rent or other life expenses. Like I acknowledge my privilege. I acknowledge those who don't have it. And I just wanted to get that out of the way so I don't sound like some privileged little bitch (laughs) talking about how you should quit your job. Because if you are not able to, I see that and I respect that and I support you. Okay. Period. This could apply to work. It could apply to relationships, friendships, really anything in your life that's prompted you to think at some point or another is this really what I want for myself? So before we get into that, let's discuss my qualifications, shall we? The lengthy list of things that I have quit, (laughs) of which there are many. So to start us off, you know, growing up, I did in fact quit just about every sport I ever tried. I vividly remember crying before my first, I believe it was second grade, maybe third grade t-ball game because I just didn't want to go. Like I just didn't want to go. There was no reason other than like, I don't want to do this. I'm simply not a sports girly, specifically not a team sports girly. The two sports that I didn't quit, well, that's not true. I ended up quitting them as well. Anyways, the two sports that I stayed in the longest were track and cheerleading. And those aren't like super team sports. I guess cheer is. Um, But track, I was just kind of minding my own business, literally staying in my own lane. Okay. So every sport I tried out for, I was like, ew, this is not fun. Takes so much of my free time. (laughs) I'm quitting. And then in college, I quit one major and moved to the other extremely late in the game. So it like totally fucked with my credits, but I still graduated on time, baby. Ew. (laughs) I also, like most college students, wanted to quit like every other day. Um, But I was privileged in that I had a full ride scholarship and I'm not that stupid to let that go to waste. So obviously I did not drop out. I also did not have a backup plan. (laughs) So like, bitch, where were you going to drop out to? The streets? I think not. So I wanted to drop out of college, didn't didn't quit that, but almost. And upon graduating, I quit the job that I had lined up after graduation before I even started. Because my mental health said, bitch, absolutely not. I struggled with severe, I don't know why I said struggled, struggle presently, constantly, every day, and we could talk about this, with severe anxiety and occasional bouts, depressive episodes, whatever you want to call them throughout college. And when I graduated in 2020, that came with its own complications, by the way, it all kind of came to a head and I had no choice but to deal with it. Right. So I quit the job that I had lined up before I even had it. And then from summer of 2021 to the spring of 20, or excuse me, from the summer of 2020 to spring of 2021, I was basically head down in the trenches, caring for my mental health. We can talk about that later, but that is one of the things that I did not quit. 
for that, I am immensely grateful. I quit my job as a fitness coach, quit my job as a personal trainer at a gym, quit my own business as a self-employed trainer, and I've quit more friendships and relationships than I can count. But I also have the most beautiful, amazing, talented group of really close friends, a healthy, wonderful, supportive, albeit currently extremely long distance relationship with the actual love of my life. (laughs) If he's listening to this, he's probably going, oh my God, that's me. Hey, (laughs) I own my dream business doing work with the coolest fucking people. And I can honestly say that there are few aspects of my life, at least the ones that I have control over, that I am not entirely fucking obsessed with. So all that to say, at the risk of sounding like a loser, motivational, ruthlessly edit my life podcast host, I am truly, constantly, ruthlessly editing my life and only making space for what I know is right for me. If it's not right, I'm out. I'm quitting. I'm gone. So let's talk about my criteria for throwing in the towel, shall we? When to say, when to go based on these three steps. Step one, look inward, okay? Look inside yourself. It all starts with a gut feeling. Like I said earlier, gut feelings to me are truly, truly, truly guardian angels, My intuition is insanely accurate. It has never really led me astray, if I'm being honest. And I say that acknowledging the times I've ignored it and it completely came back to bite me. But if you are feeling even in the smallest, teeniest, tiniest parts of yourself, some form of doubt or discomfort or overwhelm about someone or something, that is not something to be ignored. That is something to either talk out with someone you trust, write out in your journal, or just have like deeply intentional alone time to consider. Okay. So my example for looking inward, (laughs) I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier in the months leading up to my college graduation. So March to May, 2020, (laughs) the lockdown of lockdowns, I had a lot of time to think. And this was such a necessary, albeit deeply painful time for me, because like I mentioned, All of my stuffed down struggles with mental health were bubbling up to the surface, but I was also realizing like if I continue on this path that I am on working toward a job that I don't want in a career that I don't care about, following the steps that I thought I wanted for myself, but they were really what somebody else wanted for me, this isn't going to get any better. Like, Not only are things not going to get better, the chemical imbalance that is depression that I don't have full control over combined with just the day-to-day misery of being in a job I don't want will be a recipe for disaster. So it all started with a gut feeling that I had one day early into lockdown and of course had so much time I had no choice but to look inward and consider it further and ultimately ended up leaving that job before I even started. Step two, look outward. So yes, the next item on my deciding to quit checklist is to look outward, the exact opposite (laughs) of step one. So your external environment is such a reflection of what's going on in your brain. And this is even true if you're like me and you're just kind of like a little bit of a messy person, (laughs) okay? I stay leaving clothes on the chair, okay? But this is way more than that. If you are consistently more often than not creating messes and not picking them up, avoiding day-to-day tasks like laundry, unloading the dishwasher, clearing the cups off your nightstand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
your brain is probably preoccupied. You're probably exhausted from a friendship that you've outgrown that's living rent-free in your head or a relationship that's probably a dead end but you don't know what to do about it or a job that you hate that takes every second of your free time. Your brain is so busy thinking about the thing that you deserve to quit that you don't have the time or the space or the energy to clean your fucking room, which you also deserve to do. And I know this <laughs> because when I was miserable as a fitness coach, I would come home from my early ass opening shift teaching the morning classes, teach, come home, and then I would sleep from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then when I woke up, I would lay on my phone all afternoon and then I would just go to bed early and repeat it all again. I was so miserable in the time that I was awake and not working. I didn't care what my apartment looked like. And if you've seen on my Instagram, like my apartment, she's cute. Okay. Like she's a vibe, but she was not a vibe because I was so preoccupied either doing or thinking about something that I really wasn't obsessed with that I couldn't take the time to upkeep my space where I live. Right. And like, that's something that you inherently deserve to do and should do to take care of yourself. And after my last day, I was literally like Rapunzel in that montage scene entangled where she's singing and dancing and like cleaning around and has everything done by 7 15. Like, once you release what you're holding on to that doesn't serve you anymore, you just feel like a brand new bitch. Like, honestly, it's it's so freeing. And like I said, this applies to jobs, it also applies to friendships, it applies to relationships, it applies to everything, anything that you've ever been like so fully consumed by and haven't taken a second to like check in with yourself, look externally, and that might be, you know, the sign that you need to check in, okay? If your room's a little messy, a little messier than normal, it might be time to do a little, little inside look, okay? Your energy goes where you want it to go. And if you're holding on to something that's not for you anymore, you're blocking that energy from going anywhere. Okay, and then step three on my deciding to quit checklist is look side to side. And by that, I mean, look at how you're showing up in your relationships, maybe aside from the one that you want to quit. <laughs> so if you are dating a shitty person, and now mind you, this is textbook, like toxic relationship. And if you are in a manipulative relationship. That is not what I'm talking about here. This is just this is just maybe you're in a dead-end relationship and it's not going anywhere. This is not high-level stuff. If you are in a situation like that, I see you. I empathize with you. That is for people with more, <laughs> more skills in their toolbox than I have to manage as just a girl with advice, okay? Um, but if you're dating a shitty person and you want to leave and you just haven't yet, you might be showing up as a shitty friend, and that sucks to hear, but it's true because you're so consumed by your romantic relationship that you can't show up as a friend because you're too busy being a partner to the shitty person, right? If you're in a friendship that's not serving you anymore or that's just draining you, but you haven't faced it, you might be the energy vampire in your other relationships. If you're not even showing up in your friendships outside of the ones that suck or you're not showing up fully at work because you're so consumed by how shitty your partner is that's a sign right might be time to might be time to clock out of the job of the relationship whatever speaking from experience here <laughs> i recently had to kind of i don't know 
face the music about a friendship that everyone involved, we just kind of outgrown. It wasn't that deep. There wasn't drama, really. It was just we aren't who we were when we met, and every interaction felt really forced. Like I was clinging to the title of best friend because that's what we were, and I thought that's what you're supposed to do. But in all of my other relationships, I was just being a little wench because all I did was complain about this friendship and allowed it to consume all of my time and my thoughts and my energy, even to the point where like I would sit down to work and we had kind of like reached like a high point of tension in said friendship. And it was all I could think about. I couldn't even think about work. And I was like, all right, it's time. Okay. Like, <laughs> I've done this enough now. I know what this means and I got to back out because it's not serving me anymore. But as soon as I handled it, like I said, face the music and let go of the expectation that I had for the friendship. It's just not what it was. And once I acknowledged that, I felt, I feel so much better and I'm no longer treating the people around me like trash. I'm showing up more fully in my work. Like, I'm just not consumed by something that is not serving me anymore. Take a shot anytime I say serving me or serving you in this episode, because that's really what it comes down to. But I just altogether have more energy and compassion to give in other areas of my life because I freed up that space in my brain to care about shit that actually matters and makes me feel good. And that's not to say that the friendship was bad. It just wasn't doing anything for me or anyone involved anymore. It's time to move on. It's time to pack it up. It's time to go. And all of that to say is like quitting is not a bad thing. Okay. You might quit your job and the employees who stay there who probably also hate the job will look at you like you're crazy or like you're the problem or whatever. I have so many coworkers that I don't talk to anymore because they drank the Kool-Aid and I didn't. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I hate this. Bye. <laughs> and they didn't. And I'm the crazy one. And that's fine. Or you'll leave friendships that just don't serve you anymore and maybe those people will think that you're crazy because you just bail on a friendship. Listen, if this isn't making me feel good, if I'm not having fun hanging out with you or talking to you or whatever, why am I keeping this around? Like what is what is this parasitic relationship? I'm not down for it. Quit. <laughs> so, you know, quitting is not bad. Quitting is good. Quitting is a good thing. You are the only person in charge of your life. And who are these people? Who is that job to make you feel like shit in your own life? Again, I acknowledge the privilege, speaking generally here. But you have full authority to pull in close what feels good and cut the shit that sucks. Okay? Okay. Now, honestly, I could probably talk about this for like seven more years. <laughs> Because I'm just so, so passionate about like ruthlessly editing and constantly auditing your life. So you're just like cutting the shit constantly. But that's all I have time for at the moment. Maybe I'll do another episode like this or related to this if people are into it. Um, but those are the three ways looking inward, looking outward, and looking side to side that I kind of recognize as signs that it might be time to to cut something loose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so moral of the story, an um, important mindset shift to make. Quitting is good for you and you should do it.
okay? It feels really good. And if you've quit something recently, let me know so we can party, so we can celebrate because I know how good that feels. Um, if you like this episode, give her a little five-star review. Share it to your stories. Tag me at First Rodeo Creative so I can give you a little forehead kiss via DMs. And we'll talk next week, okay? See you next Tuesday. Bye.